All right, ladies and gentlemen, today is a uh, special occasion. I have a uh, guest co-host, um, a good friend, a co-stand-up comedian in the in the local thing. Um, she is the host of an ultra-nationalist right-wing podcast called Patriot Uprising 88. Right, right, um, right. You can also visit her at, um, I believe it, what is it? It's um, it's uh, North uh, Korean Big Naturals at OnlyFans.com. Fart and that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the problem is, I don't have big naturals. <laughs> and honestly, I would say that's the worst thing you just implied about me. Um, oh, the but, other um, thing, the the ultra right wing nationalist uh, Patriots Stormfront podcast here's the was, thing, here's was the, thing. the better thing. That's I don't a little... have a lot of like support from those people, and I'm just like trying to get support wherever I can. That's a good point. Obviously, you should just vote for me for everything this year. Yeah, vote. Uh, Morgan is running for. I do believe it is. Uh, what city do you live in? Uh, I live in. I live in Minneapolis. I don't know that you do. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like it's okay that to live in other places, John. Stop being a fucking racist. I um, live in North Minneapolis because I'm incredibly racist and mm, I'm taking notes. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, no, I actually, mean, just Nick Piontek made it sound really cool. Oh, my He's God. He's like, I always get to steal raccoons off of my roof and, you know, mm-hmm. shoot at people and whatever. And I'm like, I want to be more like him. Yeah, I also want to be more like him, but in the way that he's like a very tall, large white man, and I think that would make my life so much easier. So you want to cash in on on tall white privilege in the way that he did not? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the you're gonna get into finance and like all that like shit. A, kind of a misstep for him. Yeah, I I want to you know use my evil powers for like good money stuff. Uh, you know what's you know what's amazing. It took me a really long time, but I actually am, like, 100% using my white privilege now. Like, I wasn't when I was in Good. bands and all that stuff. I was wasting it. I had, like, dreadlocks and, like, like, like I dyed black like Rob Zombie, like, down to my waist. I was, like, 100 pounds heavier. Like, I was starting to get tattoos and everything. And I was just like, I'm going to be in a rock band. And I guess maybe... I would count that as privilege if it had worked, but I come from just extreme poverty. So it's yeah. like, uh, that fell apart when I found out... <laughs> Oh, everyone that you've ever seen that's famous comes from pretty rich parents, and then they lie about how they don't, and they do that so much that it makes it seem like it's possible, when it fucking is certainly not. Unequivocally, sorry about your dreams, everyone. You can't. You cannot. No, even if I was, like, 50 times hotter, I would have fallen flat on my face, because it's like, well, for 150 grand, you can get an opening slot at OzFest, and then for 200 more, and it's like... Oh, how do hot young musicians who are 19, our parents don't live in a trailer home. Okay, Uh, that's what it is. mm -hmm. But, but I turned around and used the shit out of my white privilege because, white male privilege, sorry, Um, because (laughs) I ruined my life just doing that forever. And then I was like, I'm going to cut my hair and put on a suit. And I'm like. I don't know. I kind of know how to do video shit and graphic design. And I just walked into like the coolest high paying job you could ever have without going to any college or anything. And it just happens to be that I I, I work for a a man who is an immigrant from the Middle East who has definitely like stated pretty flatly that he loves having white people work for him because it makes him seem cool. I don't even know what. Oh, no, no, no. Remember why we were talking about this. All right. Yeah. No, go on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. And like. And he, you know, he's like a really good businessman and everything, but it's like, and I know that like, I kind of got talked up to him a little bit, like things worked out, but he's also just kind of like, he's like, yeah, it's like, I have 
every single day I got the white man working for me. It's like, it makes it seem like I'm so much of a bigger businessman. Like, it's such a cool idea. And I'm like, you know, if anyone else was saying this, it probably would be a bit of a problem. But you saying it is fucking inspiring. And I absolutely love my yeah. boss. And I love, like, working where I work and everything like that. But it's like, I don't know. If I didn't have all that white male privilege, could I just be like, oh, I just threw my life away for 30 years. And <laughs> just decided, you know what? I'm going to put on a suit and I'm just going to, like, live the madman life. And then I did. Yeah. I didn't then, turn in a resume, Morgan. And then one time John had a big boy job and he was also still a musician. And then he was like, wouldn't it be risky if I tried doing stand-up comedy? And boy, it was also not a risk. None of it was a risk. No, it wasn't. Was it risky? I don't know. It just seemed like I want, I've always wanted. It was a bucket list. I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I would keep doing it. I didn't what know else? if I would make any friends. Mm. I didn't know if like, you know, I was like, literally, I did it for the wrongest imaginable reason. Well, the two wrongest reasons, actually. The One, two wrongest? The two wrongest reasons you can become a stand-up. One was everyone always told me, you should do stand-up, which is no reason to do it. Never do that. No, your dopey friend that like says something funny about the other guy on the football team you don't like, and you're like, <laughs> pretty good chad you could be a stand-up yeah don't do that no never also, say that i was never like oh i'm really into like local underground comedy i was just like listening to like burt kreischer on his podcast and i was like this sounds like fun i should try it like it's just <laughs> the most inside out i'm like i'll bet everyone i meet at the monday night comedy show for example is going to be a real funny fun uplifting person that's going to be my new friend and not a sad scary weirdo that i'm gonna like have to only pick a handful of people out of where i'm like okay mm -hmm. like i kind of thought it would be this holly jolly thing but we're not a bunch of famous rich people in los angeles <laughs> are we we're a bunch of nut jobs in minnesota also we're not improv improv people are really fucking nice they always is want to true? know your pronouns no this isn't even a john this is real um i feel like we're giving a weather report by the way like this is a real live update uh improv yeah. people are super fucking nice they're so nice because you have to work as a group to make positive jokes for a positive audience Whereas us as stand-up comedians, we say horrible shit because horrible shit happened to us. And if we make people laugh about horrible shit, then our shit's less horrible. It's so different. But it's also better. It sounds like being an improv person is the worst. Like, it sounds like someone would be like, what are your pronouns? And I'd be like, who slash cares? And like, they'd be like, hey! And they'd just be, I'm like, oh, sorry, I do comedy. That was supposed to be funny. Oh like, I'm God. not actually here to make you feel good right? about how you don't have a personality, but luckily you found this no, thing man. on Twitter you could attach yourself to. Whoops. But no. like, yeah, <laughs> I think I prefer the stand-up world where you're like, so the other day I got this thing stuck in my butt and that's just how you can roll. Exactly. Or like, just admit that you didn't have it stuck there and you just put it there and kept it there. Yeah, you didn't like slip in the shower. You... I didn't fall in the shower again. Yeah. yeah. You, how are you, the likelihood of landing on that shampoo bottle, mm. I mean, even once. It's just so shapely, too. I don't... Real smooth. Nothing with a hard edge. They don't make them how they used to. Those weird ergonomic shapes have corners and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the new square ones fucking hurt the cubes that you just gotta yeah. Martha Stewart turkey it up there. That's what that movie Cube was about, I think. But like, um, I've never seen it. It's actually really good. All all uh, jamming things up your ass jokes aside, Cube is incredible. It's this movie. It was like one of those movies that was unbelievably cheap, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was mm -hmm. basically done in one set, but they kind of just like since it was like a bunch of identical 
rooms with traps and it was like a maze or whatever. So it was like, you know, they'd go through a door and they'd basically be like doubling back into the same one. And they would just change the color of the lighting on the wall so it looked different or whatever. And it was so it was like one of these like, but it was it was like this head trip brilliantly. Mm. Like the dialogue was amazing. And it was one of those things where it's like they made it for like $5,000, but it's like a famous movie or whatever because it was just so well done. There was a room in the cube where the trap was shoving square shampoo bottles in everyone's butt, but compared to the ones that would like shoot acid in your face or cut your head off, like it was actually one of the better rooms to get stuck in, you know, all things considered. I think this is a weird boomer moment for you, talking about this movie in such a film way. It's fantastic. Is, is like, caring about, like, film and stuff a boomer thing? Is it I not? feel like it's, oh, my God. Do we God. just want to watch, like, like the fan fiction <laughs> someone wrote of Euphoria got its own Netflix show, okay. and it was, like, written by an AI, and people could barely talk but have big tits of the Does actors. It and sound it was like, like you, there's so much romance it in this, it's good. Like you watched Euphoria, and I judge you for that. I've never watched Euphoria. Well, yeah, the, only because of my 29-year-old wife was watching it, oh, and I was like, oh, right. the production value on this is pretty good. You know what? If a hot person I was fucking was watching it, I would probably watch it with them. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. And she's like, there's a lot of dicks in this. And I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Like, I mean, you know, like was, show me the willies, baby. It is, it is funny that to some people I'm a boomer and I'm yet I'm just like, just like, I want to see more penises on TV. You it's know? like, that's not a super <laughs> boomer take, I don't think. I think it depends on the sexuality of the boomer, but. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the generic ones are all hateful Christians Everyone or whatever, wants to like, see a penis. Penises are so funny. They're little worms. If you've ever seen the movie Evolution, oh my oh, God, yeah. the flatworms, that's how penises move in real life. Like, when you fall asleep and your doll runs around the room because that's oh, what yeah. happens. When guys fall asleep, their penises just warm out a little. I always thought it was more like the Shia Lude and Dune or whatever, you know. The oh sand, my god! The giant no, seriously, I think my actual boyfriend them, is here because now we're the talking worm. about Dune. <laughs> well, maybe your goofy beatboxing boyfriend is actually a lot cooler than how you described him to me earlier. Oh my god! Because you were like, "Oh, he bought all these speakers so hey, he could hey, be a white guy and be like, don't gaslight me, don't gaslight me. I, I know he's cool, and I never implied he was not cool. I was recording you, and you didn't know it earlier, and it's gonna go in the middle of this podcast. I fucking wish that would happen. I know, I didn't. I'm too uh, lazy. Yeah, too lazy. Yeah. Um, no. To but, surveil my friends. Oh my in their god. Over. Um. Uh. Jason Segel does that with dates because he got like uh he was in a Muppet movie, so they made a puppet of him. That's exciting. And so he'll bring a probably an equally famous person back. I mean, he's married now, but whatever. Um, to yeah. oh, I'm so I, really, I was watching on the screen and I have no depth. Ah! Like, ah! All right. All right. Um, I just no, swat your hands but, away. Um, he did the, he'll like set the puppet up and then tell her like, hold on, I have to check something in the other room and then start talking th up through the puppet because it's all like electronically set up. So he'll be like, are you having a good date? Man, he's taking a long time in the bathroom. Oh, because he's making his prostitute clap her hands. Or whatever I was talking about earlier. She doesn't rob him. So, uh, on the record, I'm not saying that. Also, yeah, tell us about why you should have um, sex workers clap their hands. Yeah, so... Other than when you take your penis out and put it away. Well, yeah, if... Well, okay, there's many reasons. One is, yeah, you applause. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Two is if you are going to kind of... Now, there's a sexual element, but have them help you start a jug band. There is some modulation with the hands in your mouth and the jug. But if you're going to get a straight up old school, like 1970s, just hooker, you know, like you're going to do that. And you're only going to do that because you've been doing cocaine a lot. And cocaine's a natural laxative. You're allowed to say that HK word that I can't say. Why can't you say it? Because I'm sweet. Is it racist if you're Asian to say hooker? Just um, because you know it, it's called sure nail it's salon just, operator like, or whatever, and they say, oh, they say sex workers now. But who I'm are thinking, they? Oh, God, I hate this so much. Well, okay, <laughs> your so your kinky girlfriend's gonna have you spit on her and call her a sex worker in bed. That's lame. No, what kind of vanilla bean crap are you selling here, Morgan? Honestly, that would be really cute though. Um, no, but I'm saying you can say that HK. Who's a po- body positive sex worker? His... Slap, slap, slap. Because look at the glasses you're wearing. <laughs> yes. My God. I can see them. Well, Jesus kind of. Everything is very blue. Look at. I have these like sweet, nerdy, like mm, Velma glasses, and you look like you're a cult leader. Well, you look like you're telling me to give you all of my allowance. Like a hundred percent. That was what about I was gonna bring up here. Yeah, soon yeah, next. yeah. Well, I'm sorry. How I'm do we not know each one. other? Comedy. I'm not the one uh, wearing a shirt that supports a mm. pedophile <laughs> who owns a brewery or something like that. Bauhaus Here's has the thing. been found to be very problematic in recent news. Here's the thing. I would love to be the people that break this. No, I used to work with a guy who was super duper skeezy, and um. But one of the ways that skeezy guys try and, like, tell you that they're good guys is telling you about other skeezy guys. Oh, yeah, they love that. Right? They fucking love that shit. So this guy, who, by the way, is my manager at the time, um, and a much older man, and definitely relentlessly hitting on me, you fucking wish, dude, never. But (laughs) I'm sure he's watching this. Real quick, (laughs) fucking never stop calling me. Quit watching my podcast, whoever you are. Yeah, but also Are you like, one of those follow. nine followers on fucking Spotify? Share, <laughs> sure, I don't know. Ring that bell. Um <laughs> Yeah, hit yeah. like and subscribe. Um Oh, I probably should have started recording. Any fuck. Oh, I'm kidding. No. Anyways, no. <laughs> but so this like terrible man who's obviously watching, um, yes. he's like, Oh yeah, Bauhaus, like one of their like original like founding like investors or whatever like, would hit on the female staff and then also maybe had some uh, issues with underage, we'll say, girls, because if you're underage, you're not a underage woman, you're a girl. And, um... A child, actually. A child, actually. If you, let, let's go just relentlessly into the... More of an infant, the, if you want Yeah. To, like... Basically, you're aborting a fetus with your dick at that point. Mm, well, but that's fine, because we're pro-abortion. Oh, that's right. God damn we're it. We're pro-abortion. Never forget. Abortion's Morgan, great. Morgan, let's, let's become just horrible right-wing grifters, because mm. being a... Being a, a fu- uh, actually, being good people is too complicated. You know what would be really <laughs> sick? And oh my god, how is there not a historical, like, period type of, like, fucking TV show movie about it? Um, women who are liberals pretending to be right-wing so that they can be a part of, like, the underground abortion center and, like, Ooh. giving out pills and STD tests in like an under- the right-wing place. Like an under underground railroad. Yeah, but, like, it would be political and not racist. No, the Underground Railroad wasn't racist. I thought it was helpful. I don't know. 
I just... Are you calling... Okay, Morgan, are you calling Harriet Tubman a Nazi? Because Um, that's what I'm hearing. No, I love Harriet Tubman, (laughs) and I'm Jewish. Hey, she was... It turns out she was a bit of an alcoholic and a womanizer. Mm. And so she wore long gloves. Yep, all the good things she did, invalid now. Long gloves? Hot. Yes. So fucking hot. Yes. Like the... Tippy tips, take it off. Yeah. That like Aubrey Hepburn and and, yeah, like pearl necklaces and cigarette holders and the long gloves. Yes, yes, yes. No, that is hot. If if nothing else, you know, though perhaps a little maligned in the eyes of history, Harriet Tubman was a sex symbol. Her (laughs) her involvement with the Third Reich notwithstanding. Uh, she was definitely super hot, and that's what's you know really what? important. She is here. no, but that like, doesn't even make sense on a timeline. She's actually known as being like very pretty. So no, I'm yeah. Well, I, Jesus Christ! I mean, the amount of cardio she got in, she was probably shredded. Oh my God! Yeah, John, John, John. What? John, are you, you think racist Tubman for had... saying that, or am I racist for thinking that that was racist? Because I feel like we're both wrong. I think we're both just uh, I think we're perverts just like people talking th- in a basement. Thinking about Harriet Tubman's <laughs> abs. Like, I think that's probably like... I was thinking about something else. Yeah, I was trying to clean this up a little, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll bet she could I'm fucking the- like, like break a dude's neck with her thighs after all that running around, you know? Like that's It's the running. That's the part that I think is okay. Oh, she didn't do any running in her line of work. I I... That's probably the part that's bad. Oh yeah, she was probably doing a lot of like, you know, um lifting and stuff before <laughs> the underground. Yeah, I mean, you know, there might have been there might have been a little bit of anaerobic exercise oh involved god. in her previous line of work before. Oh my god, you have your bills on the table. Yeah, I do. Actually, this is secret code. These belong to our former pal Bill. Oh my god, Bills. that would have been so funny. I know. Hey, it, Bill, if you're watching this, not. please answer my fucking messages. Have you been, have you been trying, you, to, trying to get a hold of Bill? Um, yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah, ever okay. since he knew the thing that now that we now all know about, mm. then he was like, I'm never going to answer Morgan's messages ever again. But he still reads them. He, Respond, you little sperm. He's probably looking for something to read. He literally he also, lives... good source of Molly, if needed. He lives only, like, like two or four blocks from me. It's something crazy short. He lives so close to me, we figured that out. And In then, Minneapolis. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Damn it, Bill. You should have kept your poker face. No one here knows where Bill fucking lives. Shit. Yeah, you could have been, been like, like, yes, in Minneapolis where we all live. Mm. Because none of us are racist and frightened and living in the suburbs. That's hey, just not a thing. that's not why I'm living there. <laughs> I'm oh, not living also, here because I'm not racist. It's I just really what happens. I really want to, I would move back to Uptown actually in a heartbeat. Because with everyone running away, rent is so crazy cheap. Is it really? And there's so many like good. Ho- I oh. want to rent a house for a year, see how it goes. Oh wait a minute. That's my thought process. If that's really true. I Come should back, buy. John. No, no, no. I was thinking about <gasps> buying a. By the way, I don't want to put it all on the table, but I've been kicking one of my going circling back to my white privilege. I've been kicking around buying a rental property or two 
or maybe like a fourplex or something because oh I feel like it'll pay off eventually. Thank and you if so much, subscribers. You've obviously have joined. Oh yeah, so it is much from this. That it's that clearly <laughs> from this. It's not from selling anything. No, I did not fucking kind of luckily stumble into like the crypto scam at the exact right moment and then get out at the exact right moment a few years ago. None of that happened. That's not why I live here right now. No, it's because of hard work and no scams. Hard work and no scams. <laughs> Make John a dull boy. Make John a sharp boy, actually, right? Because that means you were smart I am a with your money. I, I put the con in, or no, I put the artist in con artist. No, wait, I do something. I've managed to work in art almost my whole life and then just fall ass backwards into things where somehow I'm not living in a car. And I don't know how that is. Mm. But I do. It's that white male privilege. Mm -hmm. It's hard at work. It's because he kept fucking all the different girls so he could have a roof over his head. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I ended up with the world's greatest wife because I just got the rest of that shit out of my system. Honestly, that's so true. I love her so much. Hi, Mom. She is wonderful. Yeah, she's a wonderful mother. She's not afraid of a three-digit body count. Like, she is just a great person who... Three digits! Who appreciates that I know what I'm doing at this Me point, too. you know? But have you had more sex, had more sex with people than all the women in Sex in the City? Because they slept with about 200 people because there was one a woman piece? nope together throughout oh. the whole show which i think is bananas <sighs> boring a piece we could talk you know what i mean mm -hmm. like if the ultimate number was like 800 or something a solid 850 between the four of them mm -hmm. on camera too no implied bullshit i don't know why that show wasn't just hardcore pornography <clears throat> like game of thrones was you ever done the they thing where... They were, like, so far apart. How on earth... Game of Thrones was just sex, guys. Man, I wish Sex in the City, like, what, 10, 15 years ago was also just sex and not yeah. a show? I would... I, I look at the past sometimes, Morgan, and I wish that it had been a little bit more progressive. What is wrong with that? Mm. Like, you know, do you look at the Civil War and I go don't like, know. gosh, it sounds like I'm you're glad trying that to that... force these characters to have more sex with people. And that's such a weird thing to I'm... want all young women growing up seeing. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought you meant on the show because those were old women. On the... Well, we they pretended they were young for a very long time. The one was, uh, wasn't she in the Temple of Doom? Or is that somebody else? Oh, oh, uh, Samantha. Was that Samantha her? Samantha Jones. Is that yes. is that that same actress? Um, I'm pretty sure. She's in a remarkable amount of little roles, actually. The, the Temple of Doom is not a little role. That's a, that's a that's she a... really scraped by, and she was able to get to her age and still work. That's super sick. And still be on a thing where yeah. everyone thinks about plowing her. And now she can't because they Every, hate her and she every, was mean. Everybody thinks about... I was trying to get my Danny DeVito on there. Everybody sees her and all they can think about is plowing. And I love that so much. Ooh, I actually had a thing I wanted to bring up with you. Okay, the viral video <clears throat> that I was talking about earlier that I forgot about. Yeah, tell okay. me what this is like. It will probably, like... This probably would have been better earlier in this, but whatever. Um... So this viral video came out, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this white lady that looks like she's maybe 28, 32, can't really tell. Um, and she's like having a freak out on an airplane. And her freak out is about how she thinks the person she was sitting next to was a ghost 
or like a reptilian shapeshifter or like something like that. Like mm-hmm. some kind of like mm-hmm. she said that he wasn't real. And apparently what had really happened is like the guy sitting next to her, she lost her earbuds or something and she thought he stole them. And then the flight attendant, there's like a male flight attendant that came to try to like just go, fucking Jesus. Okay. And just deal with this. She thought he was like an apparition or something like that. And it's. I'm sorry. This is in your video? This It's just this video I found. It's a famous viral video on TikTok. Oh my god, I thought you were trying to describe a video of yours that went viral. No, 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 no. We can talk about that later. That There's been a few of those. It's actually pretty Jesus funny. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got kind of TikTok famous here and again, and I'm like old and ugly, and I actually wasn't trying. Well, I was trying, but I wasn't. You know how you're supposed to be consistent and not just put garbage on it, and I got to like tens of thousands of followers? Mm. I don't know. It, it was it was my pandemic project. Your format should be like, cult guy gives you advice. You know, like, uh, like yeah. your dad gives you advice and stuff? Like. Yes. But you would but that's be wholesome and useful. Guys. No, and but yours would be funny. Yours would be like the creepy uncle or just any uncle. Oh yeah, uncle yeah. uh my nickname in Blue Felix was Uncle Bad Touch. Mm. So yeah. Well, I don't think you'd be allowed to have that name, but you could be like Allowed uncle by Eddie. who? Who is making these rules? Like I I'm, don't know. I don't know how You talk a lot about it. who's not allowed to do what. Like, you almost didn't wear that hoodie because you're like, oh, no. Like, because I'm such a nice somebody's girl. Somebody's nice to who? That guy might have been lying to you. It, the amazing thing is you preface the story with guys that are awful mm. perverts try to make themselves seem like white knights by throwing other perverts under the bus. Yeah. And then you were like, proceeded to go, and here's what he told me, and I'm sure that it was true. Now, to be fair... Everyone Honestly, who's ever invested I in anything is a pervert. Was. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there's there a there's a finance guy out there that's not a pervert. We talked about it over and over again to the point where it's like, yo, man, that's got to be true. It's got to come out one day. I would love for it to happen, but you know what happened instead at that job? It came out that he was gross, and then he was a wait, problem. Though. Wait though. Wait though. Wait though. Wait though. Besides that guy's story, is there any other, like, pu- I thought it was like, oh, it's like a publicly known thing that the bug. No, it's not broken yet. Oh, my God. So we're doing that thing that I always Maybe do on this podcast it. where we're either breaking something or we're actually just making shit up and spreading disinformation, which happens a lot more on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, but No, is this the real part? Who knows? Oh, no, I don't know. Mm. I'm not here to, like, explain things to people or tell the truth or have anybody like me. I'm just here... Because time needs to be filled, despite the fact that there's 90,000 cable channels and, and streaming services and YouTube things, and why would anyone care? But I'm just here to play with fire and go, like, what if someone comes back to this and goes, John and Morgan were being kind of cavalier about Bauhaus Brewing, and it turns out not only was that due to prevert, but he was like actually like a John Wayne Gacy level murderer with like kids like in under his floorboards. And, think of and how they famous were joking be. about it. No. No, we're going to get in trouble, Morgan, because you can't just make fun of things. That's not what is cool anymore. Hey, you know what's really funny? Hmm. Your penis. You've Tell never us seen about it. it. Yeah, but that doesn't. Uh, as a comedian, I just sense these things. Oh, like I'm supposed to like. Well, that's where Alexis should really be. How here, come but... you don't have more jokes about your own penis? Because I don't think there's any penis jokes, and I feel like if the whole thing is like all women do is talk about their vaginas, well, that's because all men do is talk about their dicks. But no dick jokes. John Morgan, I didn't want to have to. Okay, look. <laughs> 
John doesn't have a dick. No, that would be funny. Here's the problem. Per my stature, per what I get away with, per my relaxed personality, per everything, it's exactly what you think it would be. And there's just nothing funny about going, oh, my lover used to love Adel, but I'm too much for her. Like, that's not funny. That's not like a thing that you can just sit there and be like, oh, it's like, oh, it's uncircumcised. That's kind of funny, I guess. But it's just like. Dude, no, it's a... uncircumcised is cool as fuck. Okay, but... We don't cut penises on this show. I'm glad, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, I'm like, okay, well, that's nice, and it's also a... It's just a fucking battering ram, and I don't... Like, I'm not... It's like, the people are like, when I'm, like, wearing a suit, like Don Draper, no, pushing people around, they're like, oh, I bet that no. guy's got a hug on him, and then he does. And that's not funny. It's stupid. It's pointless. Why would anyone care? <laughs> it is pointless. Yeah, like, but it's not too much either. It's 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 literally like like opening the Ark of the Covenant, and then everybody gets ice cream instead Here's of their the face thing. melted off. I actually forgot about, about what John's dick looked like, and now I feel bad for bringing it up. But you've never, you don't forget, you've never seen it. Yeah, no, but I've heard about it. I yeah okay well yeah it's been railed into my brain <laughs> you're not alone mm -hmm. but <laughs> yeah but that's the thing I would love for it to have something like weird like good weird about it like I got I'm like handicapped I'm basically a disabled citizen mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm trying to do comedy and and your giant wang, penis. but it's not giant it's just nice this gay big bang thing <laughs> it's just you know like it's like I got nothing. I got nothing to work with there. Mm. Like, I can talk about how I'm, like, out of shape and, like, mm -hmm. drunk and, like, all of these things. You could talk about how your penis looks like your entire body. Yeah, it's a little... Because that's of, how I picture it. I don't actually know what it looks like no, picturesque-wise, no, pigment-wise. No, nobody But I think it looks exactly like your body. It wears creepy sunglasses. Yeah, it's it's yeah, got yeah, a yeah. very, like... It's got a nice open collar. A really creepy uncle yet childlike vibe. It does have no tattoos on it. I have not actually quite crossed that line yet, so like. Really? Would you do it above the foreskin or inside the no, foreskin? Uh, yeah, above, above. Inside would be too too sensitive. That would just be like, just miserably painful. And then like hardly, you know, it's just like in hardly anyone's going to see that. Like on the outside, at the very least at the beach, someone would be like, well, that guy fucked his life up. You know, it would just mm. naturally be, you know, there'd be like a point. Instead of like, oh yeah, like I just put like ink and blood underneath the hood. Thing oh dear just like, God! Yeah, just just so I would get an infection, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like I'm not the kind. I'm the kind of guy that you know haphazardly perhaps gets infections, but doesn't try to. So John, I have a question for you. Yo, it's a serious question. Do you have a tattoo gun and ink on the premises right now? No, no. I God don't know how to tattoo. God fucking damn it. I have tattooed one person in my life, and it was when I was, again, I was playing bass for Blue Felix. We were on tour playing in Flint, Michigan, where we had, like, a huge following. Did it was you terrifying. drink a lot of water there? Um, I invented the Johnny Water Black, which was just uh, tap water and Johnny Walker Scotch. Oh, And no. it turned it into, like, alcoholic poison. But, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't want to actually drink that. Um, but no, there was a, it was a live stream that definitely got taken down, but uh, we, there was, uh, fans that owned a tattoo shop mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and sold Coke and we were hanging out there and, uh, this guy wanted like, Blue Felix is going to tattoo stuff on, a, on my butt. 
And uh, yeah, it was like sitting there, like like putting it on Facebook Live back when that was like like a brand new thing you could do. Right, right. And all these people were like, "Stop putting it like in his like butthole." And I'm like, "What else is this for?" But like Jake the singer was like the one guy that it's like he had bought like a tattoo gun and kind of had done some of his own stuff on his leg. He knew how to mm-hmm. do it. It's hard. Like I have a lot of re- I always have, but I've always you know. I have even more respect for tattoo artists because I was like, okay, like I know everything about what you're supposed to do here, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just going to sign my name on this guy's butt cheek. And like, I still, it was all patchy and I had to go over it again and like, it was like getting stuck and I'm like, and it was like a nice expensive tattoo gun too because it was at like a real place. They're like, oh, here, Ooh. we'll set this up for you. It's fucking difficult. Like, it is very hard. I have friends that were like, all they were like, you know, they were like good drawers and stuff. And then they kind of switched over into getting actual careers as tattoo artists. And I'm fucking super impressed with them because it's like, I could sort of draw, but it's like the first time I ever used a tattoo gun, I barely, it's probably like years later, my signature is probably not even there anymore. Like it probably faded out, like just whatever, like it's hard. So yeah, no, I am not, Mm. I am not one of those guys. I have a lot of pretty like expensive tattoos and everything. And they all come from a like world-class dude that... I'm kind of homies with, and he exactly charged me full price because otherwise I'd be wearing like twenty thousand dollars. Oh, that's Pookie, and uh, okay. he has uh, Matt Ward is his real name. And fun fact about that: one time, um, I was working for a thing before I decided to get a day job, uh, and I was fall ass backwards into shit. I was traveling around doing video for this traveling music and tattoo thing that would go, you know, it's Orlando, Vegas, da 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 da, and I was always like on airplanes and. That was my job. And, uh, but there was like tattoo artists that were on like Ink Master and stuff. So I was like, they're like <laughs> getting, yeah, like these D list fucking people. But one of they, they had some D list people and they had some like legacy people. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a guy named Bob Tyrell, who's this like 60 year old guy, he, like plays guitar and stuff. He's from Detroit. He like basically invented the black and white shading, like that, like modern thing that people do. And, it turns out that Pookie was like a giant fan of his. Like he was like, "Oh, that, Bob Tyrell's like a inspiration or whatever." And him and I were just sitting. Like I was the only guy that could like keep up drinking with him at the hotel bar. Like everyone, oh, I'm going to bed. Me and Bob. He's like, "You want another round of Jack John? I got it. I don't care all night. Just want someone to talk to." And I'm just like, "Hey, Pookie, do you know who Bob Tyrell is?" Because like he, he, I showed him the chest thing he did, and he thought it was super cool. And Pookie's like, "Oh my god!" Like it's like it's okay. like going like, "Hey, Axel Rose, you know, like liked your guitar solo." It's like he was like, "You're sitting there drinking with Bob Tyrell." I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, you're a tattoo guy. Have you heard of him? Yeah. And it was just like one of those like hilarious things, but it's like I've been adjacent to like super great mm-hmm. talent and whatever, but I appreciate that. Like, dude, I am not. I don't know how to do no prison tattoos. I don't know how to do nothing. Mm, like, gotcha. I'm just not no one of those piercing guys. guns or needles laying no, around. No, 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 no. What a bummer. I'm not. Well, you, you know, you outsource. Like, you find. Like, yeah. I can. I can. I can. You know, like you know, repair or modify illegal firearms or write you an industrial mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't know how to tattoo. You know, everybody just has their niche, you know, mm. like, and, 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 and mine is not tattooing though. I am very tattooed. It's just a thing that I, I kind of like wanted to do because I'm, I'm into having them done, but not because I'm like a tattoo guy. And my hat goes off to like, there are people who I've known for years who are like, Oh, they were just some weird kid. And like, they went to the garage or something like that. And then, like... Oh, God. Oh, let's talk about it. But Jesus like, Christ. And they were like, oh, I kind of draw in my sketchbook. And now they're, like, 
just buying houses and cars off of being like a tattoo artist. I'm like, no wow, way. You fucking did the no thing. No fucking way. Well, so many people, Morgan. That's not a no way thing. Thousands it is of people. For the garage. Thousands of people went through that place, and they were very young at the time. So when they grew up, they just became mm. people that actually did things with their lives, like. You did, kind of, you know, like, it's a, mm. it's a thing. Yeah, but I had my life together even when I was going there and being goth. Hard times. Well, that might, no, that's too far. But, like, so. Oh, the, no! <laughs> but the funny thing is, you know what I was thinking. So, the mm. point is, is that, hang on, though. We got to talk about this viral video thing, though. Oh, my God. It is God. the one subject, because, okay, look, the no, way no, I no. run this. I gotta Run put your podcast. I gotta put video. something in the like the searchable metrics. That's like some new viral right, news thing. That's right, the reason right. I have way more listeners than I deserve. It's like because mm. people like find it and then they're like, "Oh, this is actually kind of funny." Even though it, he never even got to what I was looking up, it's sort of silly. So I'm gonna keep listening or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I should have zero listeners, and instead there's like a couple of hundred, which is weird. But be that as it may. So this viral video, right? Mm -hmm. There's this white lady, and she's on an airplane, and she's getting off the airplane, and someone's filming her, and she's like, y'all can stay here if you want, but that motherfucker back there, and it was a comically, like, everyone turns their head at once, and the camera pans back for a second, <laughs> and then goes back to her, like, he's not even real. Like, that's some kind of thing. And the viral video itself oh. is a little funny, right? It's like a public meltdown, whatever. It's a thing. But the funnier part is the comments. Like the the my coworker Spencer, he was like looking at it on Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but I saw like Facebook comments on it or whatever. And all of them were like, I don't know, man, she might be right. There's aliens recently and it might be a ghost oh or whatever. God. And the reason that that's funny isn't because they're going, oh, there's ghosts and aliens, because there probably are, whatever. But the fact that th none of these people in these comments know what a manic episode looks like. Mm. They're surround like I piece this together. They're surrounded by so many toxic people and whatever that like seeing that is like, well, that's what it's like when a when a woman has just had it up to here, she's gonna freak out. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Guys, like mm -hmm. the high beams, the whites above her things are just like, and blah, 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 blah. and there's a real phenomenon, which I've named the terrible 27s, where it's like if you have, and this happened with me, it's happened with a lot of people, if you have a little bit of ADHD, a little OCD, something, it tends to really start taking hold kind of between 27 and 30. Like, it really starts, yeah. it goes from cute to kind of, oh, you mm -hmm. might want to do something about this. And there's a lot of hypomania and stuff out there. And it's like, okay, that first big episode may not happen in the comfort of your own home. It might happen in a heightened arena, like, oh, I don't know, an airplane right. where you're on Adderall and you're like, well, I'm going to take this Xanax. Oh, I forgot I'm on Adderall. Well, now I'm on an upper and a downer. Well, a couple Bloody Marys will take the edge off of that. And it's just the perfect thing for you to be like, oh, this thing where I would get a little bit wild sometimes People kind of let go, and the first big one happened, like, people were filming it and whatever. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is that we've sort of, I don't know, I sense some sort of odd, almost intentional thing, where 
it's like these public freakout things are trying to normalize that. So it's like to try to like try to make it so nobody thinks we really have the mental health problem we do in this country. Like, oh, that's oh. just what happens. She's just speaking her mind, and maybe there was a ghost. And like, what the fuck this ever? This is what the Illuminati is fucking doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. It's like no, we don't have a problem with mania in this country. We have a problem with manners, and she's probably dealing with rude ass motherfuckers all day. And she's just. But I was like, mm-hmm, if you were to mm-hmm. do an experiment. Where you went, like, okay, on a hundred different random flights, we're going to find someone who's like, okay, they definitely, they're not on a bunch of medications or whatever. They're just, they're they're generally speaking, potentially not really prone to freakouts or whatever. But then we're going to set up like a hologram projector or whatever we got to do to kind of make it look like there's like a reptilian shapeshifter or an invisible person next to them and see how they react. I guarantee that a hundred out of a hundred are just going to do one of two things. They're either going to go like, Okay, that that uh, that probably wasn't any. I, I gotta stop drinking. Whatever, you know that. Or if they're like convinced it's real, they're just gonna book out of that plane and be like, I, I, "I'm getting the fuck out of here!" And then be like, "What's happening?" Like, I saw a ghost. Like, they're just gonna be down the hallway, <laughs> gone. And but you know what they would never do. And that's the thing where you got to kind of watch this to almost fully understand. Like, she kind of, like, she's, like, she's addressing the crowd, which is manic freakout. She's, like, mm-hmm. all y'all can stay here and get eaten by this ghost if you want to, but I'm going to go. I'm smart enough to get... And then she, like, comes back in. It's, like, and another <laughs> thing. And I'm, like, oh, yes. That's the normal fear response to seeing, like, you know, like a real T-800 skeleton from Terminator. You're, like, so if you want to get shot by this robot it's like uh uh-uh that's someone just losing their shit i don't know i feel like every other angry white woman that was like being crazy because of manners would 100 percent take the time in a life or death situation to run back and keep yelling at people for being dumb and i love that and i do want to believe that and that is i don't think it's what this case is happening i'm just saying that 100 percent happens i i i like I, you're right, you're you're on the mark with that for sure. But I think though that a lot of those like white women freakouts that we see, oh yeah, there's no real thing going on at all. We barely ever mm-hmm. get to experience when one of them, because by the nature of how they're acting, they've never experienced real fear or a real problem right. in their whole life. And if they were actually like. You know, and you're right. There could be just like full on, like the 1984 Terminator's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just like comes up and it's gonna like rip her heart out of her chest. She might be like, you're, you know, you're not allowed to do that, and it just murders her. And she's like, but you're not supposed to, because they don't get that like reality. We're living in this magical time where it's just like, I the male gaze, and it's like, um, a thousand years ago, you would have been dragged back into a hole in the ground complaining all the live long way. And yeah. yet, you're like, let's burn down society and start over. And it's like, you're going to be strapped to a Mad Max guy's truck, and he's probably not going to remember your pronouns. Like, it's just like, life is hell. And it's like, we're in sort of an okay spot right now. I'm not great. Not perfect, mm. but not getting dragged behind like a nitro hot rod in the desert to be sold for parts to people that want to replace their bones. Like, yeah, we're not doing that. And that's exactly what it's like when the grid's down. No matter how much you think it's going to be this anarcho-communist fucking glorious, beautiful thing, you're going to get eaten. And whatever. But there are people in those freakout videos that don't get 
that they're sort of lucky to be able to like run their mouth to like a 400 pound dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's just because, oh, this thing called jail exists. So he can't just punch your fucking brain right out of the back of your skull. He has to sit there and be like, yes, ma'am. Okay. The very thing. Society is so bad. It's like, dude, that's the only reason you haven't been cut into tiny pieces. I have a question about yes. this. Is this why you're called Reverend John? Because you preach? Yeah. Is that how it came about? Well, no. In 1999, I turned... I was nine. 18... No, wait. Hang on. In 90... The end of 98, I turned 18. And I had this weird sense that, like, war was coming. And I learned about conscientious objectors and stuff. Because we were due, right? Like, the Vietnam War. Like the, I felt like the draft would happen again mm. or whatever. And I wasn't about to do that. But I was like, hey, now the internet exists. And you can legitimately, on paper, I was talking to someone earlier today. I'm going to go do their wedding. Like, I've done, like, 20, 30 of them. It's a little side hustle. You know, just like a thousand bucks for 10 minutes of work. But like, I don't have any white privilege. I don't yeah, know what you're talking it's about. It's going to be you or Fancy Ray when I get married. I think it should be both Fight of us. For it. And then we have to, me and Fancy Ray have to wrestle naked. And that's what that is. But, yes. I digress. I found out about how you could become ordained and how that could be a pathway to becoming an actual person that wriggles out of the draft without having rich parents. And I was like, oh shit. So I did it. And then it almost all happened. September 11th happened, but it was like, eh, yeah, they didn't bring the draft back. But I was close to being right. But anyway, like, so I just wow. sort of had it, right? Like, I was like, okay, I have this official title, so I'm going to use it as a stage name. Holy I'm gonna... shit. What? I had no idea there was any legitimacy to it. I thought it was, like, probably some joke that happened in high school or when you were in a band at some no. point. Holy shit. No, I You're did it because I was really worried about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you... How do you... How do you... You would... You just did it online then. You weren't just, like, faking it. Um... Well, the thing is, is it's, like, it's li literally, like, not all that difficult to do. It's, like... But you, mm. it's, like, everything... And, uh, you know, it, it, it was... Uh, it was Modesto, California is technically where I got ordained. But uh, I did my first wedding... In Minnesota, the paperwork is on file that I did it, and I had my good standing letter from the weird internet church in Modesto. So it's like, now I am official. After that first wedding I did, it's like official as shit. Official as shit. Yeah, That's yeah, fucking yeah. public record. And I've done, yeah, and people are like, friends are always like, we'll pay you, like, will you come be the guy? You're kind of fun, and we know you, and we're not really church people and whatever. And it's just like, I've done it, like, yeah, as I said, dozens of times. I was literally on the phone. I have a buddy who's like, the, I believe, top wedding photographer in the entire state. He's worked for, like, National Geographic. He's a camera guy on a level of, like, just... Mm. But we're, we're homies because he's also, like, a like a metal drummer. And it's almost not fair. He's such a good photographer. Richard Fisher is his name. <gasps> and he's such he a good drummer. He did my yearbook. Yeah. And, no, he did he my had the, yearbook He had pictures. the big tattoo on his neck and stuff. <laughs> and he, because he he did my older sister. And holy and, well, shit. Yeah, that's... Oh, wait. He fucking hot he's, he's unbelievably hot uh he used to be goldie hans photographer yeah We've he also used to be like a him. golden gloves boxer and shit yeah. like he has had a real ass life and like but he's also a phenomenal beautiful. drummer phenomenal drummer like what i've been in the music industry pretty deep for decades and he's like one of the best drummers i've ever met mm. and i've met like you know gil sharon and all these people who played for like <laughs> mashuga or marilyn manson and stuff and it's like 
Rick Fisher's way up there. It's like crazy. So like, but yeah, him and I are friends and we're drunks. So he loves to when he, whenever he gets a photography gig and the people go, Hey, like we're not super churchy. Like we would ask a friend to do it. We don't really know. Do you know anybody? Immediately. Right on. John Wheeler will do it and whatever. And so it's like, so then we could just, I get, he gets paid like Rolex collection money to do the fucking. sure. And I get paid kind of a lot for Again, 10 minutes of work, and then I just hang out and eat mm-hmm. and drink the booze, and him and I just yell and scream, and I Uber home. But, like, yeah, no, that's, like, the reverend thing is a real thing. Oh, my it's God. Weird. Next time you guys do a thing together, I want to be uh, your assistant. I'm going to do absolutely fucking nothing other than show up and shamelessly look at this man. Uh, unbelievably attractive. We used to want to name our kittens after him. That's how obsessed we were. Because he had kitty cats. He had a viral video. No, because uh, when me and my sister had kittens, we wanted to name our cats after him. After he Rick was Fisher. so hot. He'd love that. Well, he has kitty cats, and one of his... there's a There is a legit... It was like shown on Good Morning America. There's a legit viral video involving him and a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was this. You might remember, maybe not, but... There was a, you don't see him in it because he's filming. It's him. And it's mm-hmm. his house. And I, it's his voice. Like, it's totally him. And um, he was the original poster of it. But the neighbor kid shows up at, like, the sliding glass door or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's a little kid. So he's like, can I can I pet your titties? And he's like, no, what? No, no, He's like, your titties. No. And he's like, my titties? And then he, no. like, points at the cat. And he's like, oh, kitties. Yes, of course. And he pets his cat or whatever. But that was like a super famous little short video. And none of that was real, folks. All of that was improv. That was beautiful. We're Morgan, not I am not that all. funny. Like, that was a real thing that happened. Here's the thing. I think something real is happening right now, and it's funny right now. Can you say this photographer's name real clear for me? Richard J. Fisher. Okay. I'm talking... <laughs> I'm talking about Richard Stidger. I don't know who that is. Okay, we're talking about two different dudes. Richard is an attractive man, though. Let me hear Richard wait. Stidger is so hot. We wanted to name our cats Stidger, because how fucking cute is that? Okay. We were obsessed with him. Just carry this for like a second. I'm going to find Richard Stidger. I don't J. know Fisher. what's happening, guys. Carry it. Oh my god, I haven't seen the movie Carrie yet, um, and I really, really need to. And by the movie, I actually... The old movie Carrie? No, 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 I've actually seen all the Carries. What I'm actually talking about, uh, there's some TV show where, like, uh, this person has a Carrie moment. Yeah, this is who I was like, you're like, this is the... Those are different men. He's a handsome man, though. Well, like, he's a no, good-looking he's guy. He's a handsome like, guy, but it is a very different kitty man. Cat. He also shares That's my like cool. ugly suit like thing, the ugly but he's suit all love? the ugly Wait, suit and tattoo you've guy. Never hooked me up with him. You're, he literally you dresses have a like my dad. That's actually kind of true. I've had a boyfriend for a very yeah. He had a long podcast time. for a while. Yeah, him and I are kind of like on mm. this like. Yeah, he's worked for National Geographic and shit. Like he's like so you're he's like, like brothers, but he got like the better side of the house. Well, he yeah, like for Geo. Come on. No, his his skills are. I okay. I'm not as good at anything as he is at both uh, photography mm. and drums. But the nice thing is, is like he always shares. Like, because I've been like a video guy for a while, so some of there's some crossover. So he's always like shared information with me. Like he'll answer any question that I have. He'll be like, oh. Uh, I would switch from Canon to Sony, like before you get too deep into it, and blah blah blah. And I'm glad I did, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And also, like, 
he's an amazing drummer. And if I was ever like, hey, Rick, I have like an idea for like a goofy pop or an industrial or chromeo style 80s band. He would be like, where are we doing this? Like he would immediately show up and just be the best drummer in the, just for anything I wanted. He'd be like, yeah, we're homies. It'll be fun. Whatever. And like, so I can be jealous that he's great at these things, but I can also just be like grateful that he's like my friend and we can, you know, do, Have a good time do whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and it's not bad. And there's things that, you know, he's like, I couldn't get up in front of people and talk. That's not what I do, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's a fake skill that we, you and I have. Well, but it's not a fake skill. It's a real skill. It's valid, like sex born work. with. Yes, you are. You can't work on it. Everything's like sex work. You it have is. so many notebooks here. No, this isn't a That's notebook. Just this a is a book. real book. This is a real That's book. That's a book pretending to be a notebook. Yeah. Oh and- my God, is this an F my life book? One no, of those dumb it's things? called Dear Asshole. Dira Sholey. Dira Sholey. That's um, a real name. So in the last 10 minutes, and I, I will admit, I stole the uh, page of a book at a time thing from the Monday night a little bit. Oh but my, my God. But, Morgan, let me tell you. This is an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a nightmare. This book came out in 2011, mm-hmm. and it's Dear Asshole, 101 Tear-Out Letters to the Morons Who Muck Up Your Life. It's one of those things you buy at the airport. For some reason, Ooh. my parents thought it would be funny to get it for me as like a, like they'll do their best, they'll get me something kind of nice for my birthday. They'll be like, we got you to give me a couple of goofy things. And I'm like, thanks guys. Like, So they got me this book. And I, to this day, I don't know whether or not they were just going, it has the word asshole on it and that's funny. Let's just get it for him. Or if they knew that it would become a puzzling part of my life huh. that I don't understand. So I'll tell you. I actually have an answer for that. Um, this is the good, nice gift that you got, not the gay gift. Because it's for every time you're an asshole, they just want you to have something to read to keep you in line. But no, it's not about you being an asshole. This is an entitled, fucked up book oh, where like it's complaints. like, dear asshole graffiti artist, but there's also like, dear asshole server, stop hitting on the fucking dishwasher right, just because right, he has dreadlocks. Right, it's like, right. oh my God. I thought it's it was classist. like a dear it's, asshole, I hate you. That's what I thought when I opened it. Maybe that's that so was the funny. goof. No, it's classist. It's tone deaf. It's racist. Also, I feel like it's not even real. Like Jillian and Michelle Madison, like that uh, it says this is what it says on the back. And let me tell you, if you've ever written a bio for something and you're like, "Oh, I'm in a band or I'm a comic," like it's the most nothing you could ever say. Like Jillian and Michelle Madison have built a network of well-connected pop culture websites and podcasts, which not named, which currently receive over 40 million page views per month and have been featured on thousands of professional sites and blogs. So, like, you know, what? Like, is that real? Like, what the hell is that? And anyway, it's it's a tear-off. There's perforated edges. And wow. it's so that, like, if you want to leave a condescending passive-aggressive note for someone, which makes you a fucking piece of shit anyway, and, but also, you can't write it yourself. And so, I don't read ahead. Mm. I don't... And again, it's like, someone was like, oh, maybe they're making fun of Karen culture. I'm like, some of this is so bad that it's like, no, 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 they are part of it. I think what we do, you read the whole book and kind of like remember the good ones. And then when you run into somebody doing that, you give them that and let them know that's But a lot of it is like, dear asshole who shit all over the public bathroom. Like, where are you putting this? Are you going to find them? This doesn't make any... Well, you stick it on the poop. But yeah, but then the, the guy that has to clean it up just has to read it. It's like, it doesn't, this serves no, zero. No, you come back to the brown soft serve before it's cleaned up. You return to the scene of the brown crime? Yes, yes, yes. I 
Don't I know. thought mine was better because I said serve, soft serve, and then you said serve, but that's fine. No, well... No, it's fine. I get it. You have white privilege, and I don't. Thank you, That's John. true. One time I Thanks did... Thanks for letting me know. I did I did have, like, that magical, like, melted color crayon Play-Doh style shit, right? And I was on mm -hmm, tour, mm -hmm. and it was in a venue where they were being dicks to us, and I was like, I have an idea. And so when mm -hmm. I wiped my butt, I got a healthy, mm -hmm. just a whole melted no. brownie, and I drew a big frowny face out of poop on the wall. And it was just like... A mm -hmm. frowny face. Get it, guys? Yeah. Okay, fine. It was a swastika. But the thing is... Oh, my is God. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's more upsetting honestly, than that made honestly, out of shit? if anything broke me, that was it. That's, okay, that's, okay. Oh, my God. None I of this, not none of this really all. happened. Uh, but the point else, is... Oh, no, you didn't. First of all, that but, poop... <laughs> first of all, that poop was the realest. And I've had those poops, and they're the best poops. And I honestly... And they're think, good for writing. And they feel so good. Yes. Why would you, like, waste it on that? Like It's already out like of my butt. I, I wiped, and then I created. Mm, and it's, like, body temp. It's not hot. It's not dry is perfect well it was probably a little dry when they found it but the thing is is well, that John. fuck that place no wait no the thing is is that we're reading a we're page reading out of a dear book. asshole it's so hard to read a book when there's two people talking over no it. it's not like dear asshole who doesn't know how to use self-checkout dear asshole like at the beach it's like what are you gonna go stuff it in their bathing suit like this is so dumb so anyway let me read to you how un like i don't know what they're about to say here but it's just Amazingly unfunny, and What's I want you to know about it. What's on the back of them? Uh, like mini ones? Dear Asshole Graffiti Art. It's because you rip it and you like fold it. Oh, and you go so like, dear, dear asshole server who's working on a Sunday because they aren't Christian <laughs> who's serving me after church. And you leave it for them, you know, because that's funny. Let me fold you a little note. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, so that like, part is extremely funny. It is. Go on. This person is someone we should be like. Anyway. Dear Asshole Graffiti Artist, I don't know what the hell you think you painted, but it looks like a 12-foot mural of a Cosby sweater. Ha! Oh, God. What's with all the random letters? I can't even... And yeah, like, why are we making fun of, of people who are destroying public property in an effort to, to express how important they are in whatever violent gang they're in? That's just, you know... That's just people mm -hmm. living their life. Mm -hmm. You know, when someone wants to live in a tent in your front yard and do fentanyl and expose themselves to your kid and you go, hey, don't do that, you're a Nazi. And so, like, right. you know, this person is just a terrible... But so also, it's like, why bring in a, that sweater? It could have... You could have just said sweater. Why build Well, this was 2011 and... A, Did we not know yet? No, That's we didn't. the height. That's the height of some hipster shit. That, yeah. That, that's why they're saying it. But Although Hannibal Burris knew. Mm. I think as, as as far back as 9, 10, 11, he was talking shit about Bill Cosby yeah, that yeah, when yeah. you go back, it's like, oh, he was right about this. Like, people fucking were like, come it. on, Hannibal. And he's like, I'm fucking telling you it's people. It's the like, same <laughs> thing as my fucking shirt, guys. You're the I'm Asian Hannibal Burris. out as Hannibal. Who is the black Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> And so, 100%. like, this is a wild journey. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's see. I can't tell if you tagged your gang at the end or had a seizure while holding the paint can. Don't get me wrong. I'm impressed you found the time to decorate a wall between your hectic schedule of detention and drug use. Oh, my God. <laughs> that... 
That yeah, sounds, what did I like, tell you? That sounds like Betty Sue wrote it herself. Like, what? Who talks like that? But you need to find another hobby. We're all tired of looking at your girlfriend's name. I don't think that's what that often is, but okay. Mm. Uh, if you love her so much, go hang out with her instead of ruining the neighborhood with your tacky aerosol decoration. You, you know what? Asshole. Isn't this funny? But that like point I- <laughs> kind of nailed it. If you love her so much, go spend time with her. That's... That's great advice, but also, I mean, you gotta write her name somewhere real big. But also, like, make that funnier. It's like, if you love her so much, you know, go knock her up and then leave her like everyone else in your community. You know, like, be just go too far. Yeah, just let's do it. punch it up a bit. Let's make this, this a, is a terrible, too clean terrible for the thing. Kids. I know how you people do things. You know, mm, just right, go right, nuts. Right. But instead, mm-hmm. it's like, you dick. Like, Meanwhile, it's, it's their grandson doing it. 100%. It definitely 100%. is. Like, I never should have bought you that model paint and hobby kit. <laughs> yeah, and now you're writing on the wall. Anyway, thanks bunches. P.S. For a tough guy, you sure seem to love the color pink. Mm. Um, so, um, the writing on the wall thing really got me, and I hope there's a clip of you saying that and then cutting to me immediately. Yes. Because um, here's the thing. the Writing on the wall, do you remember that? Who remembers that? Uh, it's when we got into gymnastics, you know, in the 90s. You and I? My sister and I. Oh. But also us. Did we get into um, gymnastics in the 90s? As the people of the 90s. When no, you were like, two you and... You would buy fucking, like, gymnastic toys for, like, your teens and your, like, older kids. I do remember. Yeah. There was, like, I was I was old enough to kind of be aware of, like, trends or whatever. So it's just, like, I do remember when it was kind of, like, everyone was, like, way into gymnastics. Yeah. And I had an idea for a business, right? Because everyone was like, oh, I can't find, like, a, a leotard or a unitard or whatever that, like, fits and whatever. And so, like, I was like, I could probably open a store that only sells, like, you know, tailor-made. Hold on, we got to cut back to this again. So, what's actually the, the writing on the wall thing is, like, the wand with a ribbon and they could make it doodle on the wall. And it, the commercial's like, writing on the wall is oh, a I great remember, example yeah. of it. Um, so, we got that and a balance beam and go. Nice. Well, you could have come to where I was working because the only way I could afford to open it is if I got a tax credit by hiring, uh, you know, disadvantaged people or whatever. Mm. So I was going to have this store that sold, you know, gymnastics clothing like leotards and stuff and then only have disabled people running it. And it was going to be called John Wheeler's Only Tards. It's literally the creepiest (laughs) thing. The creepiest thing, especially because, like, I mean, you make it sound like you're talking about adults, but I'm, like, children-like gymnastics. Well, no, but the the adults working there would be like children because they'd have Down syndrome and stuff, and it would be, you know, like an opportunity for them. Wow, I can't be John Wheeler's only tards. And oh, like, my God. And the fun part is their parents would come in, and they would see all of the mentally disabled people working there, but then see what they're selling, and they'd be like, so is the name, and I'd be like, Excuse me, what? You know, like, and make it seem like mm-hmm. they're the one that's doing the real bad joke. Like, and right. That'd be really funny. And then, like, you know. Right. John Wheeler's Only Tards. I feel like everything <laughs> you want to do is a, another episode of Law & Order SVU. And also that rhyme. Oh, yeah. Fucking bars, y'all. Everything you want to do yeah, yeah, yeah. is another episode of Law & Order SVU. 
We should do. We should. We gotta write music some night songs. together. No, yes. we oh. have to do regular together night, and then we have to do our own thing. Where I'm gonna be Captain Bring Down, which it's been an hour now, so we're not gonna get into that. Mm. And your boyfriend's gonna beatbox for you, and then at the end, we're all gonna come out together, and my friend Chris is gonna play guitar solos over beatboxing. That would be beautiful. And we're gonna reinvent metal and hip hop that night, and bring back Saturday night Saturday Night Live goodbyes. Do, can I actually say that that one time that that happened at the Monday night was Incredible. like one of my favorite? Like, because you were there, I remember. I was not, like, Andy, I was like, part of it. Kruger played the and everyone got up, and I'm like, why doesn't this always happen instead yeah. of just an hour of Fancy Ray after I should be in bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. the worst way to end anything. That was funny I can't once. Say that. I can. Enough. That's racist. No. No. Mm. That's bedtimeist. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's true. I've probably missed it a bunch of times because I'm a real sleepy kid. But um, <laughs> that Saturday Night Live ending, honestly, I teared up. It was magical. It was beautiful. It was everything you want that thing to be. And in the photos of it, there's photos of me like just like basking in it. Uh, which is really embarrassing because everyone else was hugging or shaking someone's hand. <laughs> And I was alone, um, looking like a lost child with that blonde hair. My God, it was a hard time, guys. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, Black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.